every industry has its fair share of convoluted steps. Most of these steps can be very unnecessary. However, were implemented because of some incident or someone overcompensating for safety. Actions like these really make you question the intelligence of those who made them. Why do we do extra shit? I can tell you, it's probably mostly because A, this happened before and we don't want it to happen again. So we take the most extreme measure to make sure it doesn't or like we over course correct. Is that, is that the way to say it? Yeah. Over, over course correction or over. Over correction. Correction. Over correction. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like the, um, and it, nine times out of 10 is because somebody got hurt for doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Think back to when was that loss? It was at the early 2000s or late 90s when that lady sued McDonald's because she burnt her lips on the hot coffee. So now on all coffee cups, it, they have to put on their caution contents extremely hot or something like that. She won that lawsuit, didn't she? Did she did win that lawsuit. And that's because of that is why everybody put it on there because of liability reasons now. Right. Mm-hmm. But but like that one little caution is now all of a sudden your fault. That one little blurb is what saved it all. Is that yep. weird? It's like, it's like the warning labels on literally everything yeah. because it's all like, well, it was on there. We put the labels on there. It yeah. Look inside your car even like. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you buy a car and how many warning labels, stickers come on the inside of that car. Mm-hmm. You flip down that visor and it's like, don't do this or this or this or this or this. Oh, okay. Somebody did that. No. And then it says, and this says, don't read this while driving. <laughs> like there's. Cover-ups on the cover-ups, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, isn't that why uh, McDonald's really started um, uh, doing the whole calories and and, and suggesting what people should eat instead of just letting them have what they have? Because didn't somebody sue McDonald's for... uh, For them making them fat, right? Them becoming obese, yeah. Not not because they ate six Big Macs and six pounds of fries a day with a, with a diet Coke with three liters of diet Coke. Cause you got to watch that figure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, all of that. And even that show, remember that documentary was called super size me. Yeah. With a guy like he was really fit and he ate nothing but McDonald's every day for all his meals. And he ballooned. Oh yeah. Ballooned. Then he lost it all. Yeah. He ended up losing it all afterwards. And then he went and did it again. That's and great. yeah, it's, it's insane. That kind of reminds me of that one, um, I, I want to say it was an experiment where this guy just ate nothing but supermarket food in a certain section just to prove that it's all about calories in and calories out. You end up losing weight because of what he had available to him in that one section. Yeah, and it wasn't even like organic or super healthy food. It was like some of it was processed. Some of it was, you know, some of it had was high high salt content. Some of it was whatever. It was just calories in, calories out. I mean, I should probably adopt a spoon that has a slight hole in the center of it <laughs> just to help out. <laughs> and like one of those like a salad forks, you know, like this really small so mm-hmm. you can only fit so much. Right. A salad fork with one with one prong. <laughs> it's a toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh is in terms of your guys' work, uh what are some I mean obviously you're not counting calories and stuff at work, but uh what uh what kind of similar situations have you guys ran into? Well, I mean, you get on the tug, right? Not only do you have to go through airfield driver training or whatever else or safety briefs. Well, the safety briefs are another CYA for them. But then on the on the tug itself, it says do not operate over five miles per hour. Do not operate in unsafe. Wear your seatbelt on the tug. 
always always drive forward facing or whatever you want to call it like stuff like that or or um look at a hazmat locker yeah a hazmat locker has you know what's the what's the sheets the m oh the sds sds sheets mm-hmm. on it and then with all their warning things plus all the warnings on the outside of the locker itself and then each bottle or can or whatever on the inside has another sticker with warning labels on it like just labels on labels on labels yeah there, you, there, don't matter, be dumb matter of fact for uh hazardous materials they have like these um lists or a sheet where it's like um, a list of all the hazardous materials that you're going to use for your job and then what are the potential risks of using it and you got to sign each item saying that you've read and understood what it is and what it could do to you i forget the name of that list is like authorized user list or something like that and uh, some of them can be like 200 or so items and you have to sign each individual one saying I understand that this can cause me cancer. I understand this is an eye irritant or whatever the case may be. And then they provide you no glasses or gloves to, to use. When <laughs> right. you, 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 have to, you, have to, you have to provide your own PPE for that. Right. You understand the risk, but just letting you know, we told you, so you can't sue us. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. We had this uh, stuff we would use for uh, bearings um, on one of the old, old Rotax motors. And it was like one of the most cancerous substances like if you looked up the SDS and it's like one of the most cancerous causing substances out there, but there you are with your finger. <laughs> is that the high temp grease or is that WTR? I can't remember. It was high temp. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, gray, gray, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those things stink too. It's fucking yeah, it's, disgusting. It stinks. It's good for what it is, but then like, obviously if you have rubber gloves, put those on, which I try to do, but sometimes in foreign locations, you run out of material, but the work doesn't run out, so you yeah. got to make it happen. Right. And then also, you know, like a lot of the extra stuff is because something broke because of somebody. Like, um, I can tell you of one extra convoluted step is having to turn on or off like a, a major electrical switch, like those really fat ones where... Like a get, breaker? Uh, yeah, kind of like a breaker. So in order for you to flip or on or off the switch, you need to have like a, a ESD mat or like this big rubber mat. You didn't have somebody watching you and then a safety observer behind the other guy watching both of you. <laughs> uh, some rub, thick rubber gloves like the welder's gloves and a face shield just to flip on and off this switch. You know, it sounds like a lot. Of, I mean, I could understand why they do it, but it just all this just for a freaking flip of a switch. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's all safety related, right? And as we know, the human error is never going to go away. And you can train people to your blue in the face and they're still going to, they'll find a way. Yeah. They'll find a way to mess it up. I mean, look at, remember some of the guys when they had to fuel, had to almost put on like a hurt locker mm-hmm. outfit just to yeah. add fuel to a, a plane. And it's no more than, than actually adding fuel to your own car. Right. You Probably know, like what, like six gallons a minute or something like that. Something super slow. Yeah. Super slow. And I mean, the same pump handle, same everything. It's just, you had to put on all this equipment so you can't hurt yourself. I don't know. Honestly, I kind of feel like some of this stuff should be done at, at a regular gas station where you got to ground your car or ground your aircraft to fuel it. Because how many people are, are that wild where they'll put the gas, um, the gas nozzle into the car and they'll start smoking next to it or all kinds of dumb shit. Smoking next to it beyond the cell phone. Although I don't know if that's still much of a thing anymore. 
Remember back in the early days yeah. of the cell phones, like people would spontaneously combust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they would get into their car. What they would do is they'd get into their car, static electricity from that, and then get out and then do something on their phone and it would spark. I yep. actually saw a video like that where it actually happened. Like someone went into their car, came back outside, touched the nozzle, and then boom, just boom. Yeah. Just caught on fire. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So when, when things like that happen, then it's the, all the fire alarms go off and now. And now just to add fuel to your car, there's 12 steps you have to do first to accomplish, you know, ground your car, ground you, mm-hmm. ground your phone. Or we're going to tell you not to use your phone. Right. We're just going to tell you to ground your phone. Ground your to phone. Your- <laughs> I don't know how we're going <laughs> to do it, but just be like Oregon and everybody has a gas station attendant. Right. <laughs> well, so Jersey is that way too. And you're not allowed, you're not allowed to fuel your own car in Jersey. Yeah. Same thing with Oregon. I didn't know that. I didn't know that for Oregon. So First time I ever went to New Jersey, I didn't know that. I was there for work, pulled in late one night, gas station got out, pulled the pump, started fueling. You know, put the card in. And it was late, so the attendant was probably half asleep in the inside. And he knows me because I was like, What are you doing? And I'm kind of looking around like, Putting gas in my car? Gas in the van? (laughs) Like, what are we? You can't. Big deal. Yeah, you can't can't do that here. Mm -hmm. I was like, Well, how do you, how does one get gas then? Well, we have attendants. I'm the one who has to do that. Cool. You weren't here and I wasn't waiting around in February right. for somebody to come out and fuel my vehicle at 10 o'clock at night. I remember that used to be a thing, right? Where they call it self-serve and then full service where like someone will come out, put gas in your car, wipe your windows and all that stuff. Yeah. I think that died out in the fifties. Was it? <laughs> I remember seeing that in like maybe as late as 97, I want to say. So I, I've had experiences like that, but they are very few and far between. Yeah. We had one gas station in my hometown that was they would pump your gas for you. Like you paid the attendant. They came back with change or whatever and they pumped gas in your car, but they didn't clean, they didn't clean windows or any of that stuff. Like they wouldn't do that. It was oh, strictly fuel. Yeah, just gas. Yeah. Yeah. I but, think, I think the other services are like, Oh, check your fluids for you while you're sitting there at the station or check. Yeah. That, that'd the, be cool. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But that, that, that stuff died out in like the thirties, forties or fifties, somewhere in there. And I'm, I'm thinking earlier than the fifties. I'm thinking pre-World War II, actually, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. Back when gas was like a freaking penny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, five cents a gallon. Right. What everybody drove Model Model A's. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the gas thing was only like two gallons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. But uh, I think a lot of the stuff that's extra on top of um, something bad happening or some or something broke is you get that one individual who's just really trying to be like top of the line or really trying to beeline his way to the top. So he like overcompensates for a simple problem and really tries to make a name for themselves. You know what I mean? Yep. They, instead of actually focusing on some real issues, yeah, they say, this is what's going to push my career mm-hmm. and promote me. And they harp on safety equipment, this and that. And everybody pats them on the back for doing so. And you're like, well, we already had procedures in place right. that were working. Nobody's gotten hurt with those procedures. Why, why do we fix what's, why are we trying to fix what's not broke? You know what I mean? Because I am charged and I have told because you so. The, because the real problems are too hard for me to address. Exactly. <laughs> Snap. And I, I see that happen a lot, especially in our previous um, jobs, MVP, and just why though? But then again, you know, if you if you suck at everything else, you might as well be good at something. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When, when the issues, when the issues are, the real problems are too difficult to address or would take some actual effort mm-hmm. why i'll just take this one fueling procedure and rewrite it um to where it looks like i revamped it and yeah. made it safer and the right. only thing i did was make you 
put on additional PPE. Right. Right. And, uh, going on to that process improvement, uh, we, we're, we're just re repackaging and rebranding the same old mess and don't say some extra stuff or technical, what have you used to make it sound all smart. Like, Oh, we lean, we lean this out or we utilize six, six, but we had like this team of engineers or process improvers or whatever they have you just to make it sound smart, legit, just to justify that we're going to give them all this extra money to make like this one little blurb of a change, <laughs> you know? Well, it's like, um, uh, I'm going to go back to feeling cause that's what we started with, but you know, don't smoke when you're fueling the aircraft. Okay, I already knew that. Yeah, but this time I typed it in red. Ooh, ooh, man, that ooh, one little blur's what's gonna save me. I made life. all the changes. You know what I mean? Right. But it's diesel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's diesel. It doesn't work that way. Doesn't light light off that easy. Right. Don't do it. Don't. I mean, by all means, don't do that. But <laughs> that's what I'm like. Well, you could. You like JP8, right? You could take a lit cigarette mm-hmm. and throw it into a five gallon bucket of JP8, and the Don't only thing that's going to happen is that cigarettes just going to get snuffed out. Right. It's not going to do anything. Oh, if you're dealing with a hundred low lead, I, I don't do that. You'll burn down the <laughs> hangar. <laughs> but like for JP8, it, you know, you just got to know the materials you're dealing with. But you also use some common sense, you know. Well, but if it was common shoreline, everyone would have Fair it. Enough. <laughs> then it would. <laughs> Yeah, like the movie Idiocracy, that becomes more of a less of a movie and more of real life as time goes on. And and you've heard me joke about this. I think both of you have. Where when someone actually has like a good idea that makes sense, and then we start retorting like, "Oh, we don't have the budget for your sense." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have we don't have the time, the budget, or whatever else. And then fast forward three months, and then one of the upper management says, "I think we should do this," and everybody goes applauds him and cheers him like, "What?" I just said I, that. I just said that a few months ago, and you guys told me we didn't have the time or budget. No, you must you must be mistaken. This is this is new thinking that only management could could, right. could have come up with. Well, yeah. so you're low level. You're not smart enough to think that way. We yeah. don't have the budget to be. We don't have the budget for you to think that way. Right. We want innovation, but just not yours. Right. <laughs> we want your innovation and rebrand it as ours. Right. Or like okay. our idea of your innovation is just innovating a better way to do what I tell you better. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. No, you know what I mean? Like anyone ever get that? Does anyone listeners ever get that? <laughs> and if you if you have, please, please let us know. I think that goes into what you said like some time ago, MVP, where uh, any, you can accomplish anything so long as you don't care who gets the credit. Ronald Reagan said that mm-hmm. there's no limit to what man can accomplish as long as he doesn't mind who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. And... uh so many organizations have been crippled by that because credit's all they're after. Yeah. Right? They don't actually care that something's improving or something gets better for the mass. Rather, they, they just care about their own. They, they're what they call, I had a guy I worked with uh, before, and he called them me monsters. Me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. You know? <laughs> yeah, they, it was all about them. They didn't give a shit about anybody else. Mm-hmm. They stepped on whoever they had to and they made it, you know, all about them. And however, however good they looked, that's all that mattered. Exactly. Right. And I, I hate shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that I think is the big uh, line draw between someone who's a manager and then someone who's actually like in charge of people, like a leader of people. Yeah. It's, it's the difference between a, a manager and a leader. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Just because you have the manager title doesn't mean you're a leader. Right. It just means you can suck dick better. You're going to, yeah, pretty much, you're going to respect the guy that isn't going to ask you to do something he's not also willing to do a whole hell of a lot more than the guy that's just telling you what to do. 
Right. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to one of the other episodes we were saying where people would come seek us out over their existing management because they knew they would get legitimate help from us, you know? Yeah. Then instead of just like trying to hunt down who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they knew though that if they went to their management, it would, it would be them being pushed to the side and says, the manager goes, I'm here and I'm going to fix it. And then everybody applauds them. Right. Right. You know, you don't notice too man about, um, all the extra stuff that we're supposed to do or any, any industries where they're supposed to do. It's one of those things that they're just kind of been taught to you and no one's ever like really stopped to question it. Right. It's like one of that, one of those experiments where they take a group of monkeys, they, sh- they get, put them through shock therapy, whatever they try to reach for stuff. Oh and yeah. Then, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you take the old batch out, uh, put a new one in and the old monkey would tell them to not reach for stuff because they'll get shocked. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of take that as fact. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's what you say then. Right. Does that fall into that herd mentality? I think so. Probably. Probably. Or is that, does that fall under, hey, learn from my mistakes, you know? I don't know if that's mm-hmm. herd mentality or not, because herd mentality would be like, well, we see that that person's getting shocked, but that's what they're doing. That's what we're all doing. So maybe maybe that's not the right maybe that's maybe that's a leadership yeah maybe hey, I, I have elected to tell you that if you touch that you're going to get shocked because i can't feel pain in my i can't feel my finger anymore right. <laughs> from touching. You, you ever get those men where like you get told the story so long you start thinking that it actually happened to you yeah well <laughs> like that metallica song you lie so much you believe yourself yeah 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 so if you keep telling yourself the story over and over you eventually start to believe it right. believe that it's fact mm-hmm and then no one like really challenges you about it because you're the you're the big dick manager or you're the 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 big wig, you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, okay, that's what you say, all glorious overlord. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just we're just all the dumber because of it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like what's a ha- uh Billy Madison? We are all now dumber for having listened to you. <laughs> yep. Uh simple no would have been fine, but all right. <laughs> I, I worded you no points. <laughs> That was a good damn movie too. It was. It's like that new Halloween, uh, QB Halloween. Did you see that one? I have not. I want to see that. Uh, it's good. And it references a lot of the older movies and it's got a lot. And most of the cast is all from previous movies. Nice. So, but a lot of the references in the movies are from his past movies. It's, it's pretty cool. That's cool. And the movie was dedicated to, so when he did, um, the grown up movies, one of the kids that played his sons, the movie actually passed away. Oh shit! And so I didn't realize that, but at the end of the movie, there's like a dedication wow. scene to him. Yeah, definitely. Gotta so see that, I, I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. That is, didn't some news anchor get fired over appearing in that movie? Did you guys hear about that? No, no I didn't hear not. about that. Uh, yeah, some news anchor. I guess she got fired because she appeared in the movie. She got fired from the 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 news that she would uh, present. Oh shit! Yeah, that's pretty pretty extreme. I wonder what yeah. happened. Yeah, what did she do in the movie? I kind of wish I knew who it was so I could remember the scene. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and and, and we'll talk about it. But yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. So I guess I guess we've talked about doing extra shit for simple shit and kind of the dumb reasons for it. But sometimes it is for a legit reason, right? Like yeah. let's say the original procedures were kind of vague mm-hmm. and they sent a new guy out there, a nug, to do the job and he roasted himself, mm-hmm. you know, and sent himself to the infirmary. So it's like, oh, okay, all right. I get, obviously the procedures didn't work. Yeah. That's you a know? big red flag. So, yeah. yeah. So we, we need to change these to make it foolproof or idiot proof or whatever you want to say. Right. But you know, let's, let's dumb it down and write it to a third grade level. So 
no matter who we send out there, as long as they read this procedure, they can't can't smoke themselves. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I think I've seen so many instances like that where the publication comes after the product. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, because there's such a push to get the product to the to the field or whatever else, and it's like, okay, well, how do I operate this thing? Good luck. That is a great question. Here's an email with how it should operate. <laughs> okay, but how do, but how do I do it? <laughs> yeah, but how do I do it? You'll figure it out. Good question. Great. It, you know, is one thing uh, uh, dovetailing off a little bit is you get those individuals who try to be over creative, like, well, the publication didn't tell me I shouldn't do that, like. But it didn't tell what? you didn't tell you to do that either, right? You know, like <laughs> taking some liberties in so, there. So for for a lot of people who don't who are listening to this, and I hope you kind of do get offended when I say this, like a publication <laughs> is not going to tell you what you should not do unless it's no kidding going to freaking kill you. You know, like it, it, if it's in the book, that means these are the things you yet sh- you will do or should do. And if we were to make all the sections of the, of the stuff that you should not, it'd probably be. All, a giant stack of convoluted shit that you should probably know already by common well, sense. But also by them putting in there everything that could go wrong if you did it, people are like, no, I don't believe that. And so they're going to try, it yeah. almost becomes a tally sheet of like, let's see how many of these things I can get try to do and get away with. Right. Right. And so then that's how people get hurt. So it's, it's like, it's like telling a kid not to do something and they're yeah. like, but I'm I'm definitely doing that. Right. Right. And like at the end of the day, would you would you read it anyways? Would you listen? Like <laughs> think about all the reading signs, right? That yeah. we've had to do over the over over the career. Nobody really told you, oh, it's a reading sign. Okay. And people just walk up, sign their name, walk on. Never actually read it. Mm-hmm. And then they get they get smoked and two months later and you know, leadership or company command or whatever you want to say, uh, hey. You signed it though. You said you knew what was going on. So how did this happen? It's your fault. But I, I can't, I can't feel the left side of my body, and that's your fault. Yeah, not service related. <laughs> so get out of my head. <laughs> but but yeah, man. Like uh, I, I remember having this conversation with somebody, and it really was driving me up the wall. Like, well, it didn't say I couldn't do it. Like, are you, are you serious right now, man? Like. That's the hill you're going to choose to die on? Yeah. Like, okay, if that's how you want to play it. For real. By all means, try it. Yeah, try it. It's not going to go very far. You know, no. Take take this wrench and go ahead and put it against the both two leads of the battery. See exactly what happens. Yep. <laughs> hold, make sure you hold a firm grip on it when you do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you might feel a slight pinch, but that's 100% supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess some of the stuff, you know, is done... Some of the stuff is done. It's like, um, it's done after the fact though, right? How many people got to get, some of the stuff is necessary and, and, and a lot of people have to get hurt before a change is made, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the extra sit for simple sit shit is, um, a necessity. Mm-hmm. It's like putting a stop sign in an intersection. Well, how many kids on a bicycle got to get run over mm-hmm. before a stop sign or a stoplight gets put in? Right. So same, same thing, I guess, for some of those. You know, added you, items like, all right, six people have hurt themselves. Apparently, apparently, what we're doing isn't <laughs> something's wrong here. You you would think like we would kind of predict some of that, but then again, that assumes that someone knows what the hell he's doing. Well, you would also think safety would be investigating those and saying, now why, mm-hmm. why have we had six people in ninety days get hurt off the same thing? Right? Is it dumb people or is it dumb processes? 
Ooh. Something's dumb. Dang. Some, something here is it's a couple cans shy of a yeah. six pack. <laughs> you know what I miss? Uh, I remember they used to have these uh, posters in uh, like in a shop or a bathroom stall. They called it uh, the Darwin Award. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Like it's just like some of the, the dumbest shit you never think humans would actually do. But yes, someone has actually d- has done it. And so we're going to we're going to make a cartoon about it and kind of warn you, but also tell you just how stupid this can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing this one Darwin Award where this guy, um, he thought it'd be cool to get drunk by giving himself enemas, right? Like, like injecting the alcohol into him? Yeah. Okay, I got something to add to that when you're done. <laughs> you Go know, ahead. so like he thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like this is the fastest, best way to get a buzz is to give himself an en- uh, drink alcohol through an enema. Okay. But, and the story goes on where like when you do that, you you give up the chances of your body rejecting it. So like say like you drink too much, you start to get feel groggy and you start throwing all the excess alcohol up and whatever else you expanded just gets stuck in your liver. When you do the enema, you don't have a chance to throw up. I mean, I would be grossed out to see someone. How do you create a alcohol enema? Now, now my, <laughs> my addition to this story is, is this pre or post kids doing the butt chugging phase? Remember that? Oh, yeah. oh man. Like oh, the yeah. original Tide Pods kids, Thank you know? Thank you, Steve-O. Yeah, they, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But that's basically what it is. It's a butt chug. You it's know, a you're, butt chug, yeah. Yeah. And it just goes straight to the dome. Yeah. A lot of people will uh, like use tampons and stuff and suck them in alcohol yep. and then- Yep. Or like, what is there. it? The douches, right? Yep. Douches? Or, or, well, yeah, probably. Then there was a video going back around the early days of the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy and he took vodka in an IV bag and- injected oh himself and he yeah. walked around the IV and it took him like five minutes before he was, and he just collapsed. Yeah. Because yeah. it just like it, it just shut, wrecked his whole system. Yeah. I mean imagine many of you were able to throw up through your backside. Like, I, to, I don't like, want to but yeah. I think we've all been there at one point after some, <laughs> after some terrible food. Like, oh. Give it given November 10th you see all kinds of Marines doing that shit right? <laughs> like freaking throwing up through their ass. Mm. Yeah, but, from the halls of Monta. <laughs> <laughs> Tradition is tradition, damn tradition it. Tradition is tradition. <laughs> oh, man. But, like, but so going back to that story, so this guy will like, he, he just had a wild one one day and he would give himself an enema. He actually got his wife to help him do it, which isn't oh even. God. I just don't understand how you put the alcohol into a suppository. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a suppository type. Uh, of some kind. Like I said, they, used, like I said, a turkey baster for all I freaking know, you know? A turkey baster. <laughs> a turkey baster. Oh. Anyway, but he gets his wife to help him do it, right? Say, hey, babe, I want to get really fucked up tonight. Here's the turkey baster. Help me out, right? And um, the story goes, he, he, uh, he, gave, he put a lot of it into his system. And you can't throw up backwards. So <laughs> he, he put so much in the system, his body couldn't reject it. He, going, he went into shock and then he died. Oh, my you know? God. You know? So like you're reading the, you're at a, at a shop or somewhere, like say like a bathroom store and you're reading this Darwin story. I'm like, why the fuck would anyone want to do that? And then you brought it up with the butt chugging thing. Like this was a trend. This is actually. Well, I also remember the trend. I remember I was in Afghanistan. It was like 2011. I remember sitting in the DFAC one day and I remember the news article coming across the TV in there um, and it said kids are getting wrecked by from alcohol poisoning by drinking like rubbing alcohol, like isopropyl, like from, oh, from hand hell. sanitizer. And I was like, who is drinking hand sanitizer? And then they said, well, 
the kids are adding salt and it separates the alcohol out from the rest of it. And so me and another guy uh, sitting, sitting there, we're like, what, really? And they had hand sanitizer on the table and salt. So we're like, okay, pumped it into a spoon, poured salt, and I'll be damned if we didn't separate it out. But then we went, we still looked at it and we're like, at no point were we like, well, let's try and drink it and see what happens. It was you also, like, also like, got to look at it from the from the opinions of the of the kids, though, too, because they don't have any other way to get the alcohol. So if that's all they can drink. Nobody has an older friend, a, a sleazy <laughs> uncle. Like, I hear you. There's a million ways to get it when I was growing yeah, up. I say man. this having not ever done this myself, right. but, you know, sometimes like a, you get desperate. It's, it's like, like the Tide Pod challenges. Yeah. Mm. Detergenty and delicious. You know, right? like, hadn't you guys ever seen the movie Kids? You know, yeah. <laughs> that was a wild movie. That movie was insane. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that, but, but I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. But that's why, looping this all back into the episode, that's why there's extra shit for simple shit because yeah. we had a bunch of simple fucking people <laughs> on this earth, you know? <laughs> simple's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, real simple. Very simple, but. What's the saying? Like the simple shit is hard. <laughs> yeah, because you're tr- you're overthinking it. I guess maybe. I yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have you guys seen where the process is real simple, cut and dry, black and white, and you'll find a guy or a, or a girl, whatever, who just really tries to extract the, or expand the formula of the simpleness. Like, no, this is too. This is too easy. There's need to be more to it. Yeah, it's, there's a hidden message in there somewhere. Yeah. Let me get my little orphan Annie decoder ring. Right. Like trying More to decipher however many digits of pi. Like, cool that you could do it, but is there is it really necessary? Yeah. <laughs> I, it reminds me, I saw this meme and it says, what's your level of pain? The doctor says to a patient, what's your level of pain? Uh, it's it's pi. What do you mean? It's Yeah, it's about 3.14. So it's low level, but never ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. I would say that from now on. What do you mean, pie? <laughs> what do you mean, pie? Come on, dog, man. You've been, you, you've been to college. You should know this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, um, but sometimes the red tape gets so thick. Yeah. It makes your job almost impossible. Like, like you almost dread doing a job. Okay, well, it's your turn to go do this. And you're like, oh. Like it's going to take me 40 minutes just to get set up to do a job that's going to take 10 minutes. Well, that's what you have to do. But, but why? Don't we have a new person for this? Like, <laughs> like I've, never, I've never hurt myself. Can we send somebody who's actually hurt themselves and consider it remedial training right. and, a, and a chance to redeem themselves? Like, and if they hurt themselves again, well, you know, that's their problem. Darwin Award. Darwin yeah. Award, yeah. Darwin Award. Then we can just go add insult to injury. I bet that hurts, doesn't it? And you're fat. <laughs> and and I feel a lot of that extra stuff comes about when you're doing a process audit or a process review. You know what I mean? Like most of the times you kind of do the expedient version of of a step or a process, but then you you expand all of that or you you dive a little deeper when you guys are under an audit or say a customer's there watching you for whatever reason. Like, oh, so this is this is this, this is that, and just really break down the steps. And like, I feel like they harp on, again, when a customer's there or whatever, they harp on like, oh, we need to do all this extra stuff because they care. Well, I'm telling you, that customer doesn't give a, give a damn. All yeah. they care about is like, that's cool, that's the plane I bought, when can I have it? Yeah. I see people walking around, I don't care what they're doing, when can I have my, my asset? Yeah. I would like that, please. <laughs> it's like when you buy a car, you're like, I don't, care who's got to do what to it i just i just want it i just want it i just want it yeah yeah imagine man if imagine if they did that for like carvana or 
like a buy it online kind of car sale when it it's just like how you would for an airline or a part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we get your you you bought it today, but we'll get it to you in like five or six months. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Do you have to? Do you have to mine for the metals to make the car? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, but it's used. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it went through a flood. It's got a Carfax with it. Like, what the hell? Right. Just, just give it to me now. But that, like, I mean, for a Rolls Royce, I can understand because they built everything in person. I, I would assume so. That's the clout that they go with. I think, I think Rolls Royce only hires A and P mechanics too. That'd be dope. Because mm-hmm. hey, they want, because they, 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 they take it as that's a higher level of maintenance, but unspecialized. <laughs> so they can get higher quality with lesser pay. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much. It hurts because it's true. <laughs> But the extra stuff, um, it, it's it's good and bad. It's a double-edged sword. It hurts you and it helps you. And you mentioned process reviews before. And I feel like in, instead of addressing the bigger problem, which may be a, an incorrect process or a poorly written process or whatever mm-hmm. else, instead of fixing that, they just go, well, we could do that. Or I could just tell you to wear this extra stuff or ground seven more things. You know, ground the earth to the earth and <laughs> ground, the, ground the earth to the moon and the moon to Saturn before you defuel. Right. Let's add, let's add sub steps to the main step instead yeah. of just revamping all of it. Instead of fixing, fixing the actual problem. But oh. sometimes the actual problem's people. And yeah. how do you, if, if we as a society would let it happen, it would fix itself. I would argue that more often than not, it's people. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I were betting, I'd say that's the same thing. And again, as, as Six mentioned Darwinism, uh, if we just let it happen, then it would fix itself. But we, pro- we protect the weak. Yes. I'm wondering what would happen Minded. if we took all of the warning labels off of fireworks. I'd, I just want to know, one, one Fourth of July, just take all of the warning labels off of fireworks. What would happen? I bet the death rate skyrockets, <laughs> just like the fireworks. <laughs> well, I mean, like, they... They shoot like a, what's it? Roman candles, right? They shoot Roman candles at each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, I may or may not have done that as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this. Or, or they it. put cherry bombs in mailboxes and whatnot. Or Damn. toilets or whatever. Watermelon. Well, what are those bigger ones? Not cherry bombs. Uh, M80s, I think it's yep. called. M80s. Oh, those are like the ones. mini dynamite uh, fishing fireworks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that like a quarter stick of dynamite or something like that? That's what it looks like, man. Mm-hmm. And they spin, don't they? Like when they light them up, they spin. I'm not 100% I might, sure might be ma- I might be getting messed up because I remember seeing this one fire where it looked like a quarter stick of dynamite and you lit it, you throw it on the ground and it spins for like a quick second and it explodes and like sets off car alarms and shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened a lot this last fourth. But I, going back to your, your statement, Shoreline, I bet, well, it can, I, I think it'll go one or two ways. I bet the death, the injury rate, maybe not death rate, a lot of people are going to be missing appendages, <laughs> more, more people missing appendages or it goes the other way and people are like, mm, there's no warning label on this. How dangerous is it really? I'm not going to mess with it. Right. Right. Because almost like if people see, oh, it's got a warning label on it. Well, somebody's inspected it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it can't right. be that bad. But if there's no warning label, like, what Chinese warehouse did this thing come out of? <laughs> and I'm a little afraid to light it because it might blow up in my face right, right. now. Right. right. So it's kind of like a grenade, you know, like, like, um, there's no warning label, but you know, you shouldn't hang on to it for more than five seconds. Right. Right. <laughs> Pull pin. Throw. You know, and then, <laughs> oh, shoot. Going, going into that real fast, man, about grenades. Like, 
um, when you're stuck when you're throwing live grenades, they have like this wall in case like you miss. I mean, I would I couldn't fathom how someone could just miss. Like, oh yeah, it's a, like a five foot wall. <laughs> yeah, huck it over you gotta the wall. throw it over the wall yeah, yeah. and into like this random field. Like, how do you not throw it over a five foot wall? You know, like the average person is probably like five one. <laughs> you, know, you just reach your hand and you're over the wall. Just go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Are you talking but, about the video where the guy? It's like in some. It's an Asian country, but they're training throwing grenades, and the guy throws it, hits the wall, and yeah. drops the ground. <laughs> and and it rolls like, like grabs him, and they there's like a foxhole behind him, and they just dive into the pit, and yeah. boom, yeah. Like, picture that right like but when you're when they give you the the grenade which in most service members do they here's the grenade right pull a pin and throw sometimes they say okay you can hang on to it for maybe one to two seconds but fuck that <laughs> no i'm getting that out of my fucking hand <laughs> like, get, get, chucking like, this as far as i can Yoink! <laughs> like, <yeet. laughs> yeah. like major pain pulls a pin he just stands there laughing and all the people, oh, they dive in the dirt and he hucks it back and blows the tree out of the ground <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not even a real grenade and he's like, it's just a dummy. And he throws it. He's like, who's the dummy now? Who's the dummy now? <laughs> so um, there was this one uh, Angels baseball player. He he used to be a Marine. And he did college baseball before he joined, I think it was. And they give him the grenade. He pulls the pin, throws it. But he was like, a, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Not pro pitch, Like an amateur pitcher. And he throws it past the grenade, the grenade box. Oh God! <laughs> you know, like you throw too good. <laughs> yeah, you throw too well. You need to dial it back. Take take twenty percent off. Yeah, yeah man, like, be twenty percent less awesome. Yeah. Too much weight room. <laughs> and picture this is about a five pound. I guess you could call it a ball, but the grenade weighs five pounds, five to six pounds, and he's like tosses it like a good 200 y- some yards away from <laughs> is that how much a grenade weighs is five to six pounds yeah about five to six pounds really i guess i've never held a live <laughs> and um grenade and, f- and fun fact uh a lot of these newer grenades they shape them to look like baseballs because the theory was like the average american knows how to throw a baseball huh. <laughs> instead of a small pineapple yeah instead of a right. mini pineapple but then here you have then you have like uh this guy over here and he throws it past the grenade rage like oh my god <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> rolls into somebody's yard right, right into right into the parking lot under the commander's car boom <laughs> oh my it's god just, oh, sorry i'm too good sorry <laughs> extra shit <laughs> don't throw it yeah, don't just, give it your best yeah, <laughs> just throw extra it. shit and then it comes extra extra shit warning label <laughs> do not be too good at throwing <laughs> be better than average but less than expert <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you've thrown a baseball three times in your life right yeah You've watched Sandlot once, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! That's funny. But what about uh, in the audio side? So for me, mostly, uh, I would say the extra shit has to do with uh, security, uh, primarily because I work in um, I work in a lot of casinos, and their security situations uh a lot of the time is pretty chill um but i'm thinking of one casino that i work at in particular which also happens to be our biggest client which i generally crew chief for um and their security system is just it's it's ridiculous because so a lot of people don't realize that you have regular security and then you have something called tga tga is the tribal gaming association and they overrule everybody they will overrule the ceo of the casino everything like they can do whatever the hell they want to do 
dealing with them and like it, it has taken me literally two hours to get from the check-in station to where I'm supposed to be working because of the processes in place and them having to call supervisors and them having to do this. And part of it's because when they built the casino, terrible idea. They put the freight elevators, which is what we use to take all the gear up right next to the man trap. And if you don't know what the man trap is, the man trap is a tunnel that leads to your vault. Okay. So you have to pass the man trap to get to the freight elevator. So that's a high security area right next to a place where you need to constantly access. So now it's this whole, well, we think you're trying to rob from us. And it's like, no, you are literally paying me to be here. I don't like, I have no interest in doing any of this, but you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Right. So something that should take five minutes or less, really, it should be taking about two minutes to get from the front desk can take upwards of two hours. Well, therein lies the problems of extra shit for simple shit. (laughs) It delays. It, it it prolongs any any amount of work everything. for the most part. Everything, yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes for the better, sometimes most times. So yeah. Most times. Not. Yeah. So yeah, picture it when I have like a thirty person crew and we all have to go through this process. Yeah. And it's it just like, drags it out oh, and out. And you probably have to do it each time you go. So say you take a load to the where the what'd you call it? The yeah, waiter. so we go from the dock up to the freight elevator and then into the room, you know. Um, luckily, that section is by itself, so you don't have to pass the security desk every time, but pretty much every time. Yeah. yeah. And luckily, it's not like you have to sign in every time. You just have to have one of their badges and then you're fine. But still, it's like just obtaining that original badge is such a pain. Yeah. Wild, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've walked into other casinos where they're just like, Oh, you don't even have to get a badge. Like, you're fine. Yeah. We we know you guys. You're fine. And it's like, we're here every other weekend. You know us. Like, like <laughs> you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. You're cool. Yeah. I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, closing thoughts, MVP. Um, Don't be dumb and be the cause of extra shit being added for simple shit. Mm-hmm. But you will run across it. No matter what your career field is, there's always going to be some extra steps you have to take because somebody before you decided to be a half wit. <laughs> just roll with the punches, learn from their mistakes, and uh, like I said, don't don't be the reason more has to be added. Okay, the don't don't be the Darwin word. That's one of the words you don't want to win. Yes, <laughs> please don't do that. Be safe, everybody. All right, we'd like to thank our patrons for supporting us and allowing us to make these episodes and for allowing Shoreline to be happy enough to make these episodes with us. And we'd like to thank Laura Manns, Erica Lamont, Mike Diltz, Jenny Dignan, uh, Ryan Freshour, and Thomas Connolly. Thank you so much for your contribution and helping us make this show happen. Check out our merch at cancelformaintenance.com. It's the, the cold season's coming up, so buy yourself a CXMX sweater, among other stuff. Check out our sponsor, our first ever legit sponsor, uh, Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. They make uh, awesome watches and some other cool uh, outdoorsy gear. Uh, Use the code CX4MX, that is um, Charlie X-Ray, the number four, Mike X-Ray, and save 20% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Like I said, your, your patronage helps us continue making these shows bring on guests, allow Shoreline to be able to be happy enough to help us and helps us maintain our gear. If you have some ideas for the show or like to come on to the show, 
Visit cancelforminus.com, shoot us a line on the contact us section, and we'll do all we can to get you on the show and or your ideas on the show. Bye, everybody.